Welcome to episode 38 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men the Animated Series weekly recap podcast. I'm JC and Rod is fucking up our, con- our <laughs> recording device. <laughs> Well, this is a little spoiler. We have a guest today, so like we're using some equipment we only use for guests. I'm like keeping an eagle eye on this screen or whatever. Anyway, I'm Rod. Outside of this podcast, I do music stuff. You can just look up Rod Kim on the internet. Today we have our guest, Sean DePasquale. Sean, tell us about yourself. I also co-host a podcast where we rewatch a TV show from the 90s. Nice. It is The Nanny, starring Fran Drescher. There's really, I was trying to find like some link or connection between this and that, and there really isn't one. But, you know, I also love the X-Men, and when I'm not watching The Nanny, I've worked in comics for over two decades as a writer and an editor and a letterer, and grew up reading comics, so I'm very excited to talk I was gonna about say, so you do have nice. You do have some experience with comics. Yeah, I yeah. have like serious comic cred. I just do the nanny thing on the side and that's what i'm promoting right now but if you want to read my comics just you can find find my name and if you google that in comics a bunch of stuff comes up and it's in and i'd love for anyone to read it cool any of them star fran drescher not yet (laughs) well now we know what we're going for (laughs) no but you know like i definitely did a team book where it was like about this you know this these four girls in space doing cool stuff but i and i did it because i always wanted to write a a team book because i loved x-men growing up and i never tried doing like let me put a group together and work on the like group dynamic stuff and all of that so yeah and probably every like cool male lead i ever wrote was like partially inspired by wolverine not the, by cyclops no the for gr- shame the grumbly like i guess i gotta do what i gotta do but then he's got a heart of gold no psych does he though i've got a, i got a whole problem with you guys as cyclops love because what what love? what love literally the whole the whole series is mocking cyclops i mean yeah but uh, what i'm saying is like you can't be like pushing cyclops into any kind of realm of like heroic lead he sucks no, that's kind of the the joke of the, the podcast name is because because he what, sucks well what gene what is the line cyclops is waiting for me it's oh. wolverine he had just been injured by saber tooth in, in one of the first season episodes and he's recovering and they have like this awkward moment where they're about to kiss and gene is like i should go cyclops is waiting for me and then wolverine like dejectedly is like so am i <laughs> and the, we didn't even realize when we picked the name that scene gets so many flashbacks throughout the series <laughs> so like <laughs> so as setting. we're watching the episodes we literally like that's the name of our show yeah. that's great yeah that worked out yeah it's like i that. was wondering where the name came from yeah it's yeah. it's it's a moment that it's just like Cyclops sucks, even really. though they don't directly say he also, sucks. That specific episode has all of the X Men memes. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the one with like with the, the in the, the bed, picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. everything. Also, yeah. the one where Cyclops and Jean are making out in the background, and the Wolverine is just like dejected in the foreground. That's also <laughs> that's that all same in that epi- same episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's literally crazy. the meme episode. It's so funny. I think the only memes outside that episode are from like the Christmas episode. Sure. Right. That's it. And the juggernaut bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Cyclops is Waiting for Me is our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men the Animated Series in the original intended script order, building up to the release of X-Men 97 coming to Disney Plus in 2023. For those of you who are wondering how we determine the order of the episodes, we utilize the listed order previously on X-Men, the making of an animated series by the lead showrunner Eric Leewald, which is also available for reference on Wikipedia. And now Disney Plus, they corrected their their order speaking of disney plus has adjusted their episodes to be in that order as of this recording because of how streaming goes we don't know if they'll just randomly decide to screw it up again because fun 
Yeah, well, it's 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 in the proper order on Disney Plus. I do not know if when they're going to fix it on Amazon and such. Yeah. But quick reminders: we're a recap show about a series that came out 26 years ago. There are going to be spoilers, and if you don't want it spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, come back, and we're going to do our best to avoid mentioning anything about future episodes we haven't covered yet. Comics and such, totally fair game though. And if not surprised by the amount of shade we throw at Disney <laughs> constantly, we are not affiliated with or sponsored by them in any way, shape, or form. Don't forget to follow us on social media. It's Cyclops IWFM pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure, of course, to follow us on your favorite podcast services. Finally, we record these episodes in batches right now, hence I'm on my second cup of coffee. And if we're reacting to any news about the upcoming series, we may be a few weeks, we will be a few weeks behind. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not reacting to news today. <laughs> on to the show. So today we're going to be talking about season four, episode two, titled A Deal with the Devil. It aired on September 14th, 1996, currently sits at a 7.3 star rating on IMDb. And Sean, when you and I were figuring out what episode you were going to guest on, you specifically said, I want an Omega Red episode. So. Yeah. So I wanted an Omega Red episode because I was a big action figure guy as a kid mm-hmm. and I loved the Omega Red figure and didn't realize at first what it like. I had never seen him in comics somehow. I missed uh-huh. that arc, even though I was like avidly reading comics at that time. But well, he then, was only in like six, uh, just a couple, six X Men books from the Jim Lee run. Yes, yeah. and I missed them. And like, but then I bought, I got the figure before I saw him on the show, and then started to get the character on the show, and was just like, these are my favorite episodes. Like, I love this guy. He was a great figure. I do remember. It's that. an awesome. It came with like he had the tentacles, kind of like came yeah. out of his palms and you could like whip him around yeah the little switches on like on his, mm-hmm. on his you could suck him back in you yep. pull him in or push him out yeah, yeah. it was cool it was and really cool rod is also familiar with a lot of characters because of the action figures before the show too yeah yeah no. yeah shatter star i think is another one that's uh, cool figure. Yeah. yeah that's what that's him right the mojo guy shatter star long, shot? No, long, long shot, shot. sorry yes. long, long shot. shot that's a figure that like i I, and 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 Trevor Fitzroy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. another one that I had that figure and had no idea who that was until I saw him pop up on the. They X-Men have not used that character in the comics in years. years. Yeah. Trevor we, Fitzroy. We were just talking about Raza too. Raza. He just yep. had like an amalgamation. I would not of have recognized random him. sci-fi parts. Yep. Yeah. I just would not have recognized him without the figure. <laughs> also, before we get into the specific episode from the Star Jammers, did you know that? the name of the big lizard character is Chode and not Chod. Chode? Yes. Are you sure? That's what they say in the show. <laughs> Chode. It, like, I always read it as Chod because I'm like, there's no way his name is actually Chode. That is the canon Listen, way they pronounce it. Those guys were having a good time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They were having fun. They were making comics and having fun. And they're like, right. oh, call him Chode. It'll be hilarious. By having fun, we mean getting high. I see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Kicking into the episode, this, because of the order that it aired, actually has the new remix version of the song. Yeah, the weird. And the the intro that is more of, like, your highlights of episodes rather than just doing the character card moments of it. I will give them this. It is, like, more, like, intense. It is. So they, they probably were going for the extreme 90s. I was dis- I dis- I made a disappointed, oh, yeah, when, it, when it, it popped up last night. Weird. Oh, so you don't know this. I talked to Ron Wasserman, who did the original X-Men theme song. Yeah. And I was like, what is with this new version? And he hadn't heard it. So we were at a bar. He was listening to it on my phone. And he was like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they re-recorded it. So it was some Fox executive was like, we got to make it more extreme, it's baby. <laughs> and it's like, why? It's perfect. They never wow. did that with the 90s Spider-Man theme. I think they kept that one the whole way. I think they did. The, that was the, the edge, right? The, yes. Yeah, from you too. Was it? No, yeah. Flea. No, 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 it was the edge. The edge. 
Yeah, from you too. He he wrote that the Spider Man. Yeah, that was the Edge. edge. Right. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was one of those. Someone, one of those guys. Somebody. I don't think Flea writes Brandy anything at this point. So. Yeah, the Edge. No. That's right. So okay. episode kicks off. We are at the Caucasus Mountains. That's why they did the Spider Man musical. Holy that shit! Guy oh, I, loves, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Right? No, I did that not. That guy was. They were like, "Hey, do you want to do a Spider Man musical?" And he was like, "Oh, oh, 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 please!" Little did he know. <laughs> please, please, please! I wrote the theme song and I loved it so much. Maybe that guy just. Love Spider-Man. Yeah, and then Probably. it was a disaster. And you, and you know that the producers and turn off the dark. Is that what yeah. Yep. Turn yeah. off the dark. Julie. Watching Pink's current tour and be like, fuck. Yeah. She's doing all the stuff that we they were, tried to do. Fake. We were they, so they, close. They, like like all the harness work. Yep. She's right. flying over the audience while singing yep. stuff. And so we're like, hmm, okay, so it can be done. Yeah. But she's and, not dressed as the black cat as she does it. And she hasn't, no one's gotten injured yet. I mean, her her outfit is close to the black cat. Yeah. It's, it's like she's in the spandex while flying. Yes, nobody's gotten injured so far. Exactly. That's why the producers are like, she, this will age well if somebody gets injured like oh, next no. week. <laughs> oh, knock on wood. Everyone be careful. Yeah. So. Caucasus Mountains, Caucasus Mountains, I don't know what those are, but it's yeah. apparently in the former Soviet Union. And we see a bunch of tents on a cliffside and a, a bunch of soldiers are digging in the snow. And then we see a tentacle. The only thing that stood out to me from that is that's a very weird spot to bury somebody is in a cliffside because that didn't look like a big safe cliff to bury somebody in. No, and it did also, not. I don't give a lot of credit to Dark Star from the Winter Guard of choosing that to be the spot to bury yeah. Omega Red after Storm froze him in the last episode. Yeah, it's like I would like launch them into like another planet or something. Or a <laughs> freezer. Yeah. <laughs> or an abyss. Like weight him down and throw him to the bottom of the ocean in like a cryo Which chamber. Which feels like or, something that Russia know? would have done, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, it's really cold down there. So we don't know. Maybe that's cold enough I mean, yeah. to slow him down. You know, they make a lot of weird decisions about the people that are, you know, apocalyptic in this, yeah. this series. Though. Right. We could end the world, but we'll just put you in this corner and wait, wait yeah. it out. No. So the soldier calls for the colonel. We realize these are not Russian soldiers. These are definitely Americans. And you reveal that it is Omega Red. And they, they you know, say, well, the living weapon has a job to do. And we jump back over to an American facility. And they're kind of just giving Omega Red a little bit of a recap of what's been going yeah. on. And he's still very much in like, there is a war between our countries right now. And he doesn't want to accept that the war's over, essentially. Yeah. The colonel says something like, the war's over, <laughs> we won. I mean, lost, turns but. out Omega Red's right. <laughs> it never it was, really ended and it, they're back. It was just quieter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's right. Yeah. It's still yeah. going. <laughs> yep. But they're essentially like, yeah, we got a deal for you and we're going to make you human again. And he's like, why would you do that? And it's like, well, we need you to go into the waters off of Hawaii, just outside of Pearl Harbor. We have a nuclear submarine that has a reactor core that's unsafe. And it's like... And it's on a ledge. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the ledge of a reef. And it's like, that's a shitty spot for somebody to leave a sub. Thematically, though, it's interesting because they, they really start, even from this very first scene, they start hitting like the the big like thematic concept, which is like... Does Omega Red see himself as just a weapon or is there humanity in him? And that's like, I mean, not to jump ahead, but that's like sort of what Storm is saying later on where, you know, she's like, I, but what? Like, yeah. no, you're a person. You're not a yeah. weapon. Like weapons don't have feelings. So you can't feel something. Otherwise that means you are a person. And that, and this is, this scene right away establishes that, you know, pretty subtly too. Like it's just, I mean, it works within, within context. So 
it's good writing. Yeah, and I, I did appreciate because we don't really know what Omega Red feels about himself. Like, does he feel like he is the living weapon? Right. Because that's that's. Or does he want to be human again? Right. Or you know, does he feel abused by his government? Or is he so far gone that he's a, 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 a literally just like a weapon, a, a, yeah. an emotionless robot? It's a lot of what we've also seen from Wolverine over the years mm-hmm. in the comics because he tries to be human, but a lot of times doesn't. He, he has to revert to being the weapon yes. to, to save the day. Yes, and that's why they're so good. It It is a little like, yeah, that's also what Sabretooth does, you know, yeah. where you're like, yeah, sure, it's a great relationship that was already clearly established between him and Sabretooth. We're just kind of treading the same ground again, but but yes. But it Russia. Is, but Russia. Yeah. yeah. And cooler powers. Yeah, yeah. and cooler powers. Mm-hmm. To their credit, the, the military is like, well, you know, we don't trust you. So at least they're honest about that aspect. But I also don't think that Omega Red trusts them that they could actually reverse whatever has been done to him either. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So their solution, the military, is we're going to put a vial of liquid nitrogen into you. And at first I was like, that's a dumb thing. They suicide squad him. No, yeah. Yeah, they- <laughs> but, but the liquid nitrogen makes the most sense because of anybody... We've seen cold, and deep cold is what yeah. affects yes. Omega Red the most. So it's like, okay, nanites weren't a you know common trope that we would always talk about like we do today back in the 90s. So it's like, okay, liquid nitrogen seems viable. Yeah. Sure, point. and it's like Terminator probably is somewhere coming out around this time, yeah. isn't it? Terminator 2? That was what, 94? Yeah. Yeah, so this was, yeah, that was So yeah, Terminator. so that was so oh, yeah. the Terminator 2 is liquid nitrogen, so yeah. everyone was like, oh yeah, they use liquid nitrogen and freeze it. Yeah, because in the Bishop episodes, Wolverine calls him the Terminator, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. So, oh. yeah, so Omega Red, Red wants some assurances, <laughs> too, so he, he needs two shipmates, and he chooses Wolverine and Storm. Yeah. <laughs> completely arbitrarily. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even tell them why. It's, nope. It's like, no, yeah. this is a hostage situation right now, guys. Not because they're providing any value to the mission. I mean, Wolverine, you sort of can, and I guess Storm, because she froze him, right? That's why. So he's like yeah. vengeful. But, yeah. yeah. But, it, but it's, it's not, it's so not, random. it's not assurance to complete the mission. It is literally just, these are hostages. Collateral, yeah. And we find out there's like a little bit more subtext for Storm other than just that she froze him, but we'll get into that as the end right. mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. Yep. It feels all very calculated. He thought this through. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. We jump to the mansion and Wolverine finds out what's going yeah. on. And he's just straight up pissed. Like, there's no other way. He yeah, can- but I, I love this because he's really not. And it's like, uh, my note on this was, I love that Wolverine's bitching to bitch, but he's secretly so thrilled to go do something. Like, yeah. he loves this because as soon as they get to the end of the scene, he's like, yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. So he doesn't really care. He just wants to complain. Yeah. He's an old curmudgeon. I did appreciate the dig he gave, though. He's like, what is it? This isn't Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's right about, but but it's also like Wolverine knows exactly what they're doing. You know, they're doing what they normally. Yeah. They didn't want to come ask Wolverine to do this clearly. So they dug up another Wolverine to do it for them. Right. Yeah. And, the, and the excuse for, would be from the government is like, well, he knows the long lost codes that are associated sure. to the show, which. I'm sorry, somebody else knows those codes. Yeah. Well, also, he was actually invincible to the radiation, too. I think, of course. Right. Point. But the point being is, like, he Wolverine is well aware this is what the U.S. government does. They make yeah. and find weapons to use to do stuff that they want to do, yeah. you know? And so this is what that is. Well, you were saying, like, Xavier was like, well, maybe I should go. And Wolverine's like, well, no. Something yeah, immediately. Like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. Please, please, please. I've he, already sharpened my claws. He's that one coworker <laughs> well, that yeah. complains. Just yeah. Complain. yeah, no, I just like Wolverine as the coworker that's like, 
like he complains about everything and then when someone's like well i can do it he's like you won't do it right anyway i'll do it yep. you know yeah. i'll just do it myself i'll yeah. get it right the first time exactly um, while storm's like i didn't agree to anything <laughs> no. i don't know why i'm here why is this guy just yelling over <laughs> me right now Stupid. but wolverine also does point out he does not believe that the nitrogen is going to work and yep. he basically says like omega red eats this stuff for breakfast yeah so you get that that you know Chekhov's gun and it's like yeah. cool we know that this is going to fuck up it's just how how is it going to fuck up essentially yeah. yeah so jump over to the base everybody's getting ready by the subs omega red is just riling wolverine <laughs> up and he's loving every second of it because he knows wolverine isn't going to go at him in front of the military yeah it's this is like kind of a classic bottle episode too you know where it's like it's really just like couple of x-men are like the main characters and omega red and i love when shows get into their later seasons and they're just like i don't know put like omega red and storm and wolverine in a submarine that'll be fun and you kind of and it is it's fun to see like oh how would these characters deal with and because like why is storm there it's so weird yeah. it's not even like a great atmosphere for her powers really to work in because like she's very limited by like just the atmosphere i guess around them yeah. like i don't really yeah a hundred percent i like did go to the Wikipedia page for Storm and try to understand, like, could her powers even work in a submarine? Way, we've talked about that, too, about them in space and stuff. Like, is she tied to, like, Earth? Or, like, what she, really? She's not yeah. fully tied to Earth no, because she helped terraform Mars right. and the Krakoa stuff. Yeah, but also we, we had that episode, Dark Phoenix, where they were, like, in, like, on the moon and she was still able to use her power. Like, so... Yeah, it's like this is like goes. It's tied to atmosphere. Yeah. Marvel.com's, like, official storm entry gets into she's labeled as omega, omega yeah. and and it gets into like she's got a it's a molecular level thing that she's able to like manipulate molecules and turn she so she can like make wind yeah. she can make lightning right so that was hence the when she shocks him later yeah. you're like okay she made static electricity sure. fair so i was gonna save it to later in the episode but i think you referencing that it is a bottleneck is really interesting bottle this, episode sorry bottle yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. this is actually what eric leewald calls the two-day wonder this was originally not what the script was there was a script that was called bring me charles xavier or the alternate title was bring me the head of charles xavier and the entire episode was killed by joe calamari over at marvel he'd written like over ten thousand words on it and they had to come up with something because they had to send it off for animation so he did this in like a coffee fueled weekend and wrote this entire script <laughs> in, in two days oh nice. so it is like one of those things where it ended up being one of the things that Eric Wewald doesn't like about the series sometimes when it's more about the plot than about the people in the plot. Yeah. So to your point, it's like it is a very different vibe than a lot of the other episodes. Yeah, well, and 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 it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, people talking, and that fills up time and takes up space, and then it's cheaper to produce it because then you only have three actors to pay instead of your yeah. normal whatever the team is like 12 actors right. plus your villains this is like hey, i get the four of them and like professor he'll do a line <laughs> this this batch that we're recording today is kind of like that like we had just done one which is basically like storm cyclops and and corsair, corsair. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep so all that said we see wolverine getting riled up by omega red he can't do anything about it storm is holding him back and then we get the drop in about her claustrophobia being you yeah. know something to, she, like, to reference into the sub and there's like that weird distortion yeah they actually give a distortion vibe for it <laughs> and and like the whole time because they get in the sub they right? get in the sub yeah. and then and then the whole time they're in there 
Omega Red is just like taunting Wolverine yeah. and yeah. like antagonizing He's him. He's doing a great job of it too. And like I had this vivid moment where I was like, man, as a kid, this felt like Game of Thrones yeah, to right. me. This show felt like the, the the stakes couldn't be higher. And I watch it as an adult and I'm like, it's WWE. It's wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not anywhere close to the drama that, like that I or intrigue or like well written dialogue I thought it was as a kid. But it's still enjoyable. It's just more like wrestling. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna get yeah. you. I'm gonna get you worse. And I I think this you know, is one of the, it, the like early moments we figure out like part of Storm being there is that she's also like kind of the the collateral for Wolverine. Yeah. So the Omega Red's like, even if you get pissed enough at me, are you going to be angry enough to sacrifice her? Yeah. For this whole situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like, because <laughs> if he goes one on one with Wolverine, he thinks Wolverine will go off the deep end and be down to kill them both. Yeah. But he knows if you go too far. You're taking your friend out, yeah, and you won't do that because they're in a sub, in a very yeah. small sub, in a yeah. mini sub. They even reference it. It sucks yeah. they make her the damsel in distress in this. You know, like it's, it's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh dear, help me, Wolverine. I didn't and it's think like, about that, yeah. it, it does suck a little bit. It's like it almost would have been cooler if Wolverine's the one that needs the rescuing mm-hmm. in the in the in that point in the episode where he like wraps her, you know, where like Omega Red like wraps her up and he's like literally just carrying her around like a suitcase, yeah. right? And you're like, oh boy, like it would have been almost cooler if Wolverine ends up in that situation yeah. and well, and she has to almost sacrifice herself to, you know, in yeah. some way to to save him. Right. Would have been pretty dope. A little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. So they actually get on the mini sub the reveal yeah. of why the military is is trusting Omega Red. And Omega is like straight up, well, they don't trust me, one. But two, also, I'm going to do it because I want my humanity back. And I think to your point earlier, it's like, does he actually want his humanity back? Right. Also, and- I think Mickey Rourke should play. I know he was not great in Iron Man 2, but I want, I want Mickey Rourke from Iron Man 2 played Whiplash to play Omega Red. In the MCU. I wonder how, like, drained his face will be at that point. Like, yeah, I, better character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine, like, a really old Omega Red who's dug up now, mm. and it's just like, oh, I'm just like... Basically what he played as Whiplash yeah, as. Yeah, basically Mickey Rourke. Yeah. yeah, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to anyway, be fair. I'm, I said yeah. what I said. Yeah, he would be a good carry-on from Spider-Man, too. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's uh, the multiverse thing. They're like, oh, yeah. in this universe, you're actually Omega Red. <laughs> whatever. Uh, or in the MCU, he mis- yeah. discovers he has a mutation. I'm yeah, flexible. That's what I mean, though. Like, we have a multiverse. No, anything's possible. No. Like recast you. Wolverine does something that I thought was really weird where he actually argues against the humanity coming back. Yeah. It's like I feel like if that is actually the reason why Omega Red is accepting the deal, maybe don't tell him that it can't work. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. then you take away any leverage that you guys actually had at that point. Yeah. 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 It also makes a Chernobyl reference where he's like, you know, make sure to take the sub down easy because if they build subs like they do reactors, we're in trouble. Yeah. And it's like Ooh. as a kid, I'm like, I had no idea what Chernobyl was. No. Yeah. Oh no. Or the tra- or that, that like maybe that's not like the best joke to be making. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. To be to time. be fair, like at the time they were making some digs on russia oh, yeah. of course. like the like they were literally calling like ruskies in like previous episodes yeah. they didn't care about offending <laughs> we were, russia we were no. like researching is this still a slur yeah like, is this right? a slur <laughs> is yeah. now appeared in rod search history that's funny so they have a rough landing on the ship they we hear the canadian surrey instead of a full-fledged sorry <laughs> and talk shit about the quality of the control of the ship too yeah that was mm-hmm. yeah and they drop on their helmets and they they go into the ship oh yeah and if we haven't 
talked about it or mentioned it yet up until this point omega red's been in like hannibal lecter like bond oh yeah like, like yeah. everything's covered and he's tethered down so they like let him go at this moment so yeah they attempts, it like explodes like, off him yeah. like it's he like everything like doomsday when superman first meets him and yes. he's all like wrapped up rod does not get that reference you hate <laughs> superman no rod doesn't read any old comics so oh, the, the you visuals. just are an x-men animated series fan i'm just i'm a casual fan. like even for this show i have a memory of a goldfish oh like, okay so, fair. <laughs> <laughs> with That's comic right. books, even, even the even, ones I do read, less so. I don't remember like 30 minutes later. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll just take my word for it. Yeah, no, I know Doomsday, Doomsday though, so I can see the, I can visualize the, the whole ghetto. Yeah. So Omega Red hops over to the controls, boots up the ship, and then Wolverine makes a Duracell reference. Yes. Or sorry, well, Energizer. 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 Yeah. yeah. They, they, ah. Like that damn bunny. Yep. Oh, it would have been great if he called it that damn bunny. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Now I want that to be like in my head canon, what he actually said. They engage the the props on it, and then the sub kind of like starts to drift down into the reef. No, it's uh, even better. He says, he says, they should use this in one of those ads with the battery rabbit. Yep. Which is <laughs> battery, the rabbit. battery rabbit. Battery rabbit. The battery rabbit. <laughs> that for the most part, that is the only like fun fact that appeared on any of the websites we use for reference of like the trivia of the episodes exactly. is it's literally the energizer rabbit is the only reference well, in the episode no interestingly enough i bet you that was a snp thing or like a legal thing because they probably couldn't clear him saying energizer bunny oh, so it became battery rabbit yep. they didn't even want him they were like he can't even say the word bunny so and they're like okay rabbit like, funny like mini trivia i forget what company it is but outside the u.s one of Energizer's competitors actually has the bunny as their mascot. Interesting. And it's a long ongoing like, feud. Like, yeah, trademark feud or whatever. So that's awesome. That's another podcast. But if you want to Google it for some entertainment, the whole thing about Energizer Bunny is like a uniquely like international American that's like, so cool. <laughs> rivalry. That's so, another you said that's another podcast. And in my head I was like, Does yours? this guy host a battery podcast? Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I am fascinated. I wanna know what that no wonder he doesn't know about comics. He's hosting the history of battery He's podcast. He's really fucking into batteries. He's so cool. Ooh, Rod, so this. that's going to be your responsibility to find that, to throw it on the Instagram when okay. this episode goes live. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So the it starts to to dip into the reef and they end up recovering. And that's where we get to see that Omega Red is, is going to show his cards and he kind of balls up really quickly. As soon as he knows that the sub is working, he doesn't call him Colonel, he calls him Coronel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because, I mean, that one makes sense because it's the, the Russian version yeah. of it and stuff. But, sure. it's like, but I just distinctly remember, you know how there's a thing, you will pronounce words wrong if you read it first <laughs> as opposed to heard it? And that was me as a kid. I didn't know Colonel and Conel were Connell. different. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I said it once and somebody looked at me like really weird in like third grade. And then I quickly learned the right pronunciation for it. Yeah, that's me in basically every California city. Yeah, <laughs> the colonel. <Kohanga. laughs> the, the colonel is essentially like, look, dude, we're gonna we're gonna blow your brains out. You already got the ship working. Yeah, and Omega Red just drops the tentacle into the back of his neck and just pulls it oh, right yeah. out. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you guys didn't plan this out very well, did you? Yeah, he's, he's like, this was from like a air rifle or something. Yeah, <laughs> I that was a little disappointing that it was just so simple that he just pulled it out. Like, cause they have even. The, the writers had even given themselves when earlier Wolverine's like, ah, it's not even going to do anything. He eats that shit for breakfast or whatever yep. he says. So it's like all they had to do was have them be like, all right, we're calling your bluff, Omega Red. And Beep, press, and it, press it. And it pops and everyone's like, oh, and then he's like, oh, you idiots. Yeah. Like they had it. And so to like undercut any tension with just like, 
Yeah. And he throws it on the floor. You're well, like, and then Wolverine even goes like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, funny enough, they went back to that in a recent, I want to say it's X-Force, where, yeah. where he, he literally has an implant that they're going to detonate. And then when he finds out from it, I think it's from Mikhail. Okay. That he's like, oh, yeah, I just pull it out and I don't tell them that I pulled it out kind of scenario. Also, so people love putting implants in this man. <laughs> I guess like I, I like Mandela effect myself into forgetting what Professor X sounded like on this. But how did we all go from like this version of Professor X and his voiceover character to like it has to be Patrick Stewart? I think Patrick Stewart just like fit the look so much that we just started in like, and we all just wanted him to have that. Cause then in my head, I was like, Oh, this guy's going to have a British accent. And when he first opens his mouth, <laughs> when I watched this episode and he's, you know, and it's I started to rewatch dry white guy. And now. he's like, all right, you guys, we've got to go get him. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? How did we all just go like, no, he should be British. He was always meant to be British. Yeah. It's what, Stanley intended. Yep. <laughs> Stan always wanted him to be British. And then even when we go to first class, it's younger British. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, even though he's in like upstate New York. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so obviously Wolverine, like you said, is like yeah. fucking told you guys and he's ready to go. But Storm holds him back. And this mm -hmm. is where we get into what we we're chatting about earlier. It's like, oh, yeah, you might be able to survive this. But if he tears our suits, I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, I control it air molecules but not radiation molecules yeah right <laughs> and then wolverine says fuck it and goes for it anyway yeah, almost instantly yeah it's like sorry storm yeah well i mean he did say on an earlier episode and i quote i go where i want to go wolverine does the attack and he quickly gets tossed back by omega red and then storm is able to like we said use the molecule mm -hmm. well, only one thing i just want to point out this was a sunken sub Mm -hmm. There were no bodies on this. There should have been a dead body on that sub somewhere. Yeah. Didn't Omega Red clean it up beforehand? So maybe the U.S. government cleaned it up beforehand. <laughs> you know, like maybe they went in there, got it all like ready they to go. Because like, yeah. like if it was sunk, how could it even be floating right now or yeah. doing anything that it's doing? So someone obviously yeah. had to repair it yeah. and make somebody it just like workable. you know bailed. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I I do appreciate how strong. Like so, Wolverine is hurting from the radiation because he popped his own suit essentially yes, yeah, with his claws and storm like drags him to a ladder the dude is a brick shit house like yeah. we've talked about this he'd he, be fine well he his healing factor is nowhere near as good in this show as it is in the comics like you go back to the early saber tooth episode yeah and he gets slashed across the stomach by saber tooth and he's recovering like two days later <laughs> like the actual scene well, where he's, i mean then he's killable in this yeah <laughs> well, i guess also like he's actively being poisoned while it's happening sure it's but quite... it would i wouldn't it be co just constantly yeah. fighting i mean he'd be weaker but like yeah. i don't no. know that he'd be in any real danger yeah. of dying but i i'm just no, impressed that but, storm yeah. is able to drag him to the ladder yeah. so easily like well i was i wrote that note and i was like i don't understand is this wolverine not weigh anything yes because yeah. it seems like that would be really really he, really he hard weighs whatever a muscular man weighs plus a Edmantium. metal skeleton. Yeah. skeleton yeah yeah he's he's like five Unless, foot two mm, and just brick shit i don't house. know maybe they've established that admantium has is like super super hard and durable but doesn't weigh as much i don't know i think we've seen numbers where he's estimated to be like 285 to 300 <laughs> so props to storm because yeah. she like puts him on her shoulder she's a beast yeah she's yeah. a beast that's why it's even more unbelievable that that omega red was mishandling right. her right. manhandling her all over the boat but as they get to the ladder omega red stops him and he reveals a full plan that he's going to target 15 largest cities in the world with the missiles and he just wants to watch the world burn. <laughs> you said he's going to target and i 
I wanted you to stop there. He reveals he's going to Target, and they're like, no, not Target, Target. the savings. I'm going to leave with the TV. (laughs) I want to go to Target when I want to watch the world burn. So he's like, like, I hate capitalism. I want to destroy it all, starting with Target. I feel like growing up in the Northeast, Target wasn't like on our radar at that point. Like we we, we barely had Walmarts. How old are you? Almost forty. Okay, yeah, no, Kmart is what we had growing yeah. up. They didn't Kmart, have Walmart Kmart, or Target. Bradley's and Caldor. Yeah. Yep. K- Kmart. It yeah. was Kmart, no, but Kmart, Kmart is the same thing. Kmart yeah. became Walmart, became Target. I was say, if you want to watch the world burn, you you kind of live within like driving distance of the Burbank Walmart, so that's as close as the apocalypse. Is. I, <laughs> I I live within driving distance of the other Walmart in the valley. That's even worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah you have multiple ones. In yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've been to that one. That one's not even a Walmart building. No, it's not. It's like a converted something. It's else. a weird warehouse. <laughs> Former prison. Maybe actually still current prison. <laughs> so we start to hear Beast and Rogue and Professor X, and he basically says like it's a last resort, but we're gonna have to engage. Everything I learned about nuclear warheads, I learned from Beast in this episode. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's my the extent of all my knowledge and all it'll ever be. Yep. <laughs> And then we go to the Air Force, or sorry, the, Whatever military. the non-specific military base, yeah. where they're asking for support from the Air Force, and they're like, well, your agency didn't tell us shit, which is the most U.S. government thing ever, yes. of like, oh, wait, two groups are not communicating well, and it's <laughs> going to possibly result in the it's death the of US, millions? It's the U.S. government. Yeah. Like, they make it pretty clear it's the U.S. They just are very, very vague about, like, what alphabet soup <laughs> is involved, you know? Right. Well, we know that... FBI says... We know <laughs> it's either the Navy or the Air Force that is the support group sure. that was not informed. But right. we don't know Department X what or whatever shadowy you want to fucking, yeah. organization. Yeah. SEAL Team 6. Omega Red then kind of goes on like his like villain speech and he talks about, well, the greatest sadness for a weapon is that they were created and then not used. And that's why he wants to blow up all these cities. Yeah. To which, which says so much. And then we get to the core of the theme of, of, that, of the, that whole question, right? Yep. Is we learn then the answer to how does Omega Red see himself and it is his humanity is completely gone by his estimation and now not only have they wasted his humanity they've wasted his use as a weapon so yep. he feels he's he's having a midlife crisis yes. here because he's like if these precious weapons aren't used then they're wasted and that's him being like I've just been frozen in ice and I'm the perfect weapon and no one's using me <laughs> like it, that's why he can even justify working for the US government here even though the, the, you know they're, he's like I hate you guys and they're like look the war's kind of over but anyway don't you your weapon yeah. and he's like i am please use me so just please so, pull my trigger it's and then, really sad it's yeah. really kind of like tragic and beautiful for a 90s kids cartoon right. you know and then storm has her quote of the show which rod i'm expecting you to have on hand oh no i don't uh so it's right I, after that omega yeah, red what, says it's the greatest sadness yeah i know that the I'm so disappointed so disappointed in you <laughs> i know the essence of it was it's just like the, the weapons have the like, weapons don't have feelings there you go you, you got know, it. that actual quote yeah because yeah. it was like weapons don't have feelings so she's just that's like, storm says that right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're a person in there. Yeah. You had a daughter. And yeah. are, you, are you that tired of life? Dad, yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> in great, great, given what, what day you ask, Right. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. No, no totally. it's it's I mean, it's tragic. It is really sad. And and it's and then I was like, oh, so this is kind of like they they were it's not just a dumb cartoon. Mm-hmm. They definitely were like lacing themes and stuff, like cool deep themes of like like existentialism like yeah. within this like Omega Red character. And that's pretty cool. Again, for like you go back and watch. I mean, I went back and tried to watch Super Friends. 
Oh, that and doesn't I, age anywhere near. Ooh, nothing yeah. in there. We've yeah. got to go save the day. Yay, we've saved it. It's like Spider-Man is amazing for us. Yeah, there's just nothing going on Don't there. you dare talk shit about Firestar. They look, no, if you look <laughs> into... Like they're, they're just like, let's go, guys. No, if it's you like, watch those cartoons close enough and look into their eyes, you can see that they're just like, please kill me. Ah! <laughs> Let us out of here. We're empty inside. That's what oh. I said about Mystique and the yeah. Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> Let me get my favorite part. We're coming up to the, the part where Beast sends her down, or she jumps jumps out right rogue not, not, quite not yet. yet okay that's my favorite but to your point about him going through the midlife crisis yeah omega red also is like yeah i was under ice for a quarter of a century like if anybody's gonna appreciate life the most it's me and it's yeah. like oh yeah you had it taken away and now you're getting it back you it means more than the person who's never had shit taken away from them yes Did you get the implication that he yes. was like i wasn't even asleep like yeah was, yeah he was, I was aware i was just like conscious for he's, decades yeah he's aware of how much <laughs> i mean yeah yeah and 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 he is again answering her question by being like i am not human i am a weapon but also i'm mad that no one's using me yeah right and then he reveals yeah i'm I'm going to appreciate the most. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to launch this shit and then I'm going to dive down and then the world is going to just devolve into chaos and I'm going to merge later and pick up the pieces. Yep. So still wants to take over the world. So at that point, all of a sudden there is a surprise as a depth charge hits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the whole like, let's not engage, they they kind of turned that around really quickly. I was kind of laughing at this too. They're sending depth charges down when they're like, don't rock the boat too much because there's a nuclear sub and Mike's like, let's just blast it now. It's only Hawaii. Do you think their thinking though is like, like better to blow up the boat where it is than let him launch anything. Yeah, yeah, he's a maniac. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it- and then what was there was that whole thing in like the end of the Cold War where we almost went into a nuclear war mm-hmm. because somebody thought a missile was launched in another country. Yes, I can't imagine the government being like, "Hey, Russia, that nuclear warhead that just hit your country, we didn't launch it. It came from your own sub." And they would be like, "Yeah, fuck you." And then they yeah. would start hitting their <laughs> buttons. Course. Yeah. yeah, but that charge essentially releases Storm. And Wolverine, and then Storm gets a, a little bit more of her like, I'm gonna shoot back, I'm gonna fight down yeah. Omega Red again. We also learn something, like to your point, we learn more about nuclear missiles here than anywhere else <laughs> in our life. Anywhere. That there is a, a essentially a warhead override where if it's set, they come out hot yes. as opposed to being activated as it gets closer to their target. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's accurate. I kind of hope it is. I'm going with it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, if, it, if, if one ever gets launched, it will be like, don't worry, baby. There's a, actually, there's a warhead a thing in there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the fallout starts. Yeah. Exactly. And she's like, you lied to me. <laughs> Just here, hold me. Let me hold you close. But at that point, of course, the warheads do start launching. They pop out of the ship. Then there was a weird thing that I don't know. Again, we know fuck all about anything that's scientific or missiles at this point. But they all line up at the surface of the water and then shoot out yeah. all at the same time. I don't think that's how that works. I kind of don't think it is, but I also can't say for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> like- they kept saying he's got to get to launching. He had to get to a certain depth to be able depth to launch. Or whatever, right. Which was too 200 which was an arbitrary yeah. 200 inches yeah and then the missiles shoot out of the top of the thing and they uh, yeah i'm yep. pretty sure when you launch a missile it's from underwater and it shoots it just up out going. of the water yes. it doesn't like line up and then eject yeah because they launched from the top of the sub they got to the surface and then they waited, <laughs> then they waited. i like the idea they all just come up to the water and they all just like kind of convene you're like you're good you're good, good? Okay, everyone good all right let's go <laughs> team all, missile they all high five each other yeah, yeah. yeah. Like They're the bullets in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I'm gonna go destroy with, a city. I was going to go with the, the worst version of the Planeteers, but that's even better. <laughs> so first one pops up. That one gets shot out of the sky. Omega Red doesn't really know who did it, and neither does the army. Mm-hmm. 
And it's revealed that it was the Blackbird who was, you know, <laughs> which was a great spot for them to be. Like, that was actually yeah. the right call. Yeah. They shoot the two others, and then four and five basically get away. Rogue is super confident in her targeting, and then she misses four and five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it um, happens. But at least the Navy and or Air Force or whatever is able to take out the remaining ones. So props to the military for not being completely incompetent. We also see, which I think was one of the animation errors of the episode, is the missile screen that we saw earlier had 15 missiles on it. When the five launched, the five are indicated. And then all of a sudden, there are only two missiles left on the screen and they both go black. And I'm like, I rewound it. I'm like, wait, did he launch 15 missiles and I just can't count? And that was not the case? No. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, the screens no. on this episode were hilarious to me too. Because even on the Blackbird with the depth charge screen, it was like it's like they like cut out like their rotoscope like Windows ninety eight. Yes, and like when in text they're like. Well, you said they were in a rush making yeah. this one, so <laughs> clearly they it were like, "Come on, just, hurry up! We got to do this." Yeah, just a full fledged rotoscope at yeah. that point. And then we get Beast giving this. I've never been bored in the middle of a Beast quote, but he gives the longest thing <laughs> that I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It was some out of context Shakespearean. Yeah, quote, it, like. it felt like too much for him. I liked it. Did you? I did. I liked it. I, I was. I got. I was a sucker for it. I was like, "That's deep as shit." I, I do wow. appreciate. In, wow. In, in the book that we reference all the time, there is an entire chapter that is just all the beast quotes and references that's from other cool. stuff. Yeah. Let me see that book. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yep. I didn't know this even existed. There are two. I'll show you the other There's one. There's two. Yep. Oh, this is so cool. And this is just him talking about working on the show and stuff. Yep. Oh, I gotta and the other one has art assets in it. Yeah. I got to get these books. This is previously on X Men. Pretty dope. So Omega Red realizes where he fucked up and he decides, all right, cool. I'm going to do the override now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually paid that off. And at that point, we get the scene that you were this referencing, Sean. The best scene in the whole show. Would you like to talk about that Beast scene since going, you enjoyed it so much? Rogue starts to like unbuckle, and Reese is like, "No, no, you can't! You can't possibly!" She's like, "It's time! It's time for me to go! <laughs> I gotta go do this!" And he's like, "Oh, you can't possibly do this! It's too far! You'll you'll die!" And then she like plops into the water, easily swims to the boat, and then <laughs> and then I was like, "Wow, okay!" And then she like bends part of it, and I'm like. Okay, she's going to swim to the surface. And then she bends like 17 more yeah. parts yeah. of the boat with no struggle. None. Not any at all. And then when she eventually does like get back, she's like fine. They don't even do like a, oh my God, I yeah. could barely breathe. Yep. She's completely fine. Yep. Um, and, and I love that her quote. She's like, I broke the boat. I broke yeah. the boat. I broke the boat. <laughs> well, she, she rips a hole in one of the panels, which I don't know what that does. Yeah. Because I'd imagine there's some level of it could take impacts or hits that if one little panel gets messed up, that doesn't. Okay. So here's what I learned recently from Ooh. watching reality television. <laughs> wait, wait, we have research? Yeah. So <laughs> how my, are you on this show, sir? Well, Elizabeth and I watch this show called Below Deck on Bravo that's about sailing. It's about yachts. It's okay. about really expensive yachts and like the crews and then the rich people that take the yachts out. Anyway, what I recently learned is they these we're talking like million dollar giant yachts, right? These huge boats. Well, underneath these boats, there are two, I can only describe them as little flappy flaps, yep. two little metal flappy flaps like the size of your hand maybe a little bit bigger if those don't work the entire boat goes up and like side to side insanely and it's just two little flaps yeah. so when she was like bending stuff on the outside of the boat i immediately was like oh yeah she's destroying this mm. submarine forever right because and then those two little yeah. things are the only and it made me never want to go on a boat again <laughs> and then and then she goes to the rudder which is the part that i actually yes, know because yes. that's the thing that's like steering and, yeah and she just totally fucks that thing up mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, the, there's the, the flappy flaps are interesting. The flappy flaps. I mean, these are giant boats, and 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 it happened where like the boat started to go crazy on this episode, and the captain, when it was all over, the captain's like, yeah. So apparently, like there was like a power shortage, and these two things, and then they like cut under the boat, and they show you the things. She's like, they just stopped working for a minute, and it's like. <gasps> That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, it's a boat. It's supposed to float. Yeah, physics is terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Like you think about being in a plane while it's up in the air. Like how? how no thanks. Work? Like, I don't want to no. think. I don't want to think about it. No. It's magic. Nope. Now I'm never going near a boat, let alone on a boat. But the the attack from Rogue destroying the outer wall, whatever. Whatever. Hull. 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 That's we should word. also say like. I couldn't remember why my whole life I loved Rogue so much. And like, it's this show. They make, she's the coolest person on this whole by show far. by yeah. far. She says cool stuff. Even like Wolverine, like they try, he's like, you know, snarky, anti-hero cool. But man, even just in this episode, she's so overpowered, but in yeah. a cool way. No. And she like does badass stuff. And then she makes like hilarious jokes afterwards. She's great. And you love her too, because she's super, super cute. And I will just share this. Met the voice actress at San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. And props to her for being the ballsiest of any of the people that I met at the show. Anybody was like $20 for an autograph. And if you brought an, if you bought an item off the table, they would just sign everything. She was $30 for an autograph and then $30 for a selfie. She's like, I'm the yeah, fucking badass yeah. and I can charge this. Yeah. yeah. So I totally respect her. it. Go There's no it. shade whatsoever on nope. it. She's like, you want me? pay yeah. for it <laughs> i met the voice of space ghost once at a convention and nice. he had a little sign that says that said 50 dollars for outgoing voicemails and i was oh. like that honestly yeah. is a steal yeah and for years my outgoing message was space ghost being That's like amazing. oh hello what is this what's going on you've called who sean i don't know anyway you know it was That's great amazing. so he, worth it he was he was cameo before cameo <sighs> george lowe great guy Love that. <laughs> when that distraction takes place storm again showing how much of a badass she is carries wolverine up the ladder, they surface and they reveal to Rogue and Beast that, oh, the ship is listing. I didn't know what listing meant. I had to figure that one out. But essentially, yeah. it was the ship is rolling broken. side to side. Yeah. yeah. So it's still sitting there. And they're like, is he still alive? Who cares? We're going to go home. And they do not yeah. check to make sure that. Well, it starts going sinking and sinking to not like the yet. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's they have the scene where they're like, fuck this, we're going home. And then the navigation failure happens where it sinks further. Mm. It, it's also a little bit confusing because the submarine has already fallen off the ledge when they initially started it, like right. back in the episode. And now it's back on a ledge. So it went to different ledge, ledge, different ledge and stuff. And so I, it's like, it's, it just keeps, I think yeah. it's surface to launch. Yeah. By sitting on another ledge, yeah. and yeah, it's, right, and then yeah. it falls, yeah. and it falls. I mean, that's yeah. why they're like, it's falling. Yeah, well, it's fucked. He's not getting out of here. No. I, so I was watching like the timer for the episode. I was like, there's a minute and a half left. They're, yeah, they're not, they're not wrapping this up. And no, that is the wrap still, up. The wrap up is like, yeah. No. <laughs> well, so I have a question. Does does he come back, or? Is the first appearance going to be an inevitable X97 so, appearance? According to the Wikipedia, yes. and again, we have not redone our rewatch of any episodes past this one. That's this what we a, did with the nanny. I don't have yeah. no idea. I vaguely remember as a child, and then yeah. whatever we see, we but see. This is the last one where it's listed. Interesting. That said, there are episodes that went out of order. Mm. Okay. So I don't know if there's like a Weapon X, like team episode where he's he just back <laughs> yeah or it's or it's like a flashback to him and, sure yeah but, interesting yeah Ooh, but this, is, but this is this is the last one so 
absolutely could be a scenario where okay, he comes well, back for 97. If there's, if there's a Omega Red X-Men 97 episode, I've got dibs. Okay. You will probably need to be able to turn that around and join us like on an audio recording like the next night because yeah, let's our, do it. our whole schedule is going to get fucked yeah, up. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. No, why don't we, why don't I come over when it comes out and we'll watch it and record? I don't think he's coming over for those. That's why. Oh. But if you want to record with me and we remotely dial into Rod, that could work. I, I, yeah. I, I, I just I'm figure down. like while it's happening live, like we just like do it. Like you want to try time. to get him as quickly like, as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm down. I'm couple, totally couple day turnaround. Totally probably. down, or you can dial me in, and no. I'll, I'll show you guys yeah. the two things we use, and, and we could just do that. I'll do it like that night with you. Yeah, I'll be watching them the night they come out. So at that point, it starts diving deeper into the trench at the mansion. Wolverine just doesn't believe that Omega Red <laughs> is is dead, and he's yeah. still out there. And then we see the go to for this show of something is dangerous and still alive, and it's the red eyes. Yeah, yeah. the light up. And Mr. Sinister yep. got one of those in an episode. There I'm was sure. like the Shadow King one. The Shadow yeah. King. The the thing. Maybe the brood in the brood well, we episode. Ha- <laughs> no, we, the brood didn't didn't have light up eyes, but the Shi'ar ship at the start of the Phoenix Saga, and those were yellow eyes. Yes, and also the trope that the X-Men just let everyone go. Well, they're not murderers. <laughs> Maybe they should be. No, no, but no, we established in the first season that they are, because Storm had dropped <laughs> Buildings on people. Yes, yeah, she literally and, dropped a building on the juggernaut. And, but all, and we didn't we didn't like clarify that the building was empty. Yeah. Or, or or the episode where you find out the orphanage that Scott used to chill at. He wants to show his power off to the mutant kid Rusty, and he literally just is like looks around, does a double check, and shoots an abandoned building. And I'm like, if this is a poor shitty area, there are probably squatters in that building he yeah. just destroyed. So so they're murderers, but they don't murder the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit, there's been a couple of They're episodes. just negligent. Yes. Yeah. Gross, gross. Yeah, gross so, negligence. Yeah, it's not homicide, it's manslaughter. Man, it's manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's oh. manslaughter. Well, that wraps up the episode itself. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you guys want to hit on this one? I mean, it was, to your point, it was kind of like this weird bottle episode, and we know why, because it was like, oh, this, yeah. was, this was written in a weekend. Yeah. But it's actually like, still better than some of the other episodes of this like part of the season too. Yeah, it, so. I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I, I sat there watching it with my fiance who's never seen an episode of this show before. And she was like, that was cool. Like that was fun. Yeah, you yeah, know, the dialogue makes sense. For it, yeah, parts, totally. So. And you know, it's fun. I feel like in the episodes like this, where it's more about the plot than the character moments for the X-Men, you end up having some of the cooler villains. Like mm-hmm. the Mojo episode is so like wacky and, and weird and yeah. stuff like that. There's no growth of any any characters in the episode, but Mojo ended up becoming such a popular character from the first episode, they had to bring him back in a later season because they're just interesting and different. I feel like Batman the Animated Series really set off this... 90s trend in in animation you know in superhero animation where rediscovering minor like reinventions of villains became really exciting for right. both fans and writers you know because they did such a Paul Dini did such a good job with like Mr. Freeze and I mean everyone everyone got redesigned on that show and was like a slightly different origin than the comics but still honored the comics and this show does something similar the 90s Spider-Man did that and honestly it was what 
was my favorite part. And what was disappointing, and I think the ultimate failure of shows like Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk at the time, all of these shows were things that I remember being very excited about at the time and then immediately losing interest in when I realized like, oh, they don't have really great rogues and they're not really, we saw like three leader episodes in a row and mm -hmm. it's like, this is kind of boring. I'm, I, I'm kind of in it for the reinvention of the rogues a little bit yep. more than I am for just like seeing a, Hulk punch someone week to week. Yeah. I mean, even in the Spider-Man show, like the fact that they reversed the order of the goblins, like the, the yeah. hobgoblin was the initial villain. Yeah. And then the green goblin was a variation of him. Yeah. Whereas in the comics, it was literally the guy who would become the hobgoblin found a storage unit of green goblin shit and then yeah. turned it yeah. into his own thing. And they started to branch out even in the Spider-Man cartoon to like, you know, you get your Punisher episode and your Daredevil episode and they start to like build that universe. And then the Hulk show was so insular. Fantastic Four was a little bit better, but not, to be not honest, much. other than the crossover in the Secret Wars episode yeah. where the Fantastic Four appeared in Spider-Man, yeah. I don't think I ever watched an episode of that Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's show. not the worst. It's on. I think that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's, Probably. Yeah, um, it's on Disney Plus. I haven't, it's not the worst. I haven't watched Hulk or Fantastic Four, but over the lockdown, I did watch Silver Surfer, and I was actually into it because he had like Galactus and stuff. Yeah. But the show doesn't fucking end. Yeah. It got canceled. It just like it just stops. Stops. Yeah. yeah, that's the most frustrating. Yeah, part. surfer's not terrible till it doesn't end. Till, I mean, till like if I had known that, canceled. I wouldn't have started it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Unresolved. Oh yeah. It's 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 yeah. like oh, do you like wrestling? Watch Glow. Oh God, you're not going to get resolution to this yeah. show. Thanks Netflix. We just did that. We just did that on Peacock with a show called Shrink that we got super into, and we finished the first season, and we thought it was like a Peacock original. And I'm like, what is this show? And it was like a CISO show that got canceled when Aww. CISO got canceled, like in like 2014 or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're never getting another season of. Oh this. yeah. I ma I made that mistake with Mindhunter on Netflix, where it was like oh. oh the origin of how serial killers are dealt with by the FBI. And I started watching it after it had already been canceled. Oh, and I didn't know, cause I was like, you know, you, you throw it on and you watch it for a few minutes and it's like, all right, cool, I'll get into this. And then it's like end of season two. And I'm like, when does season three come out? It's not. To be fair, every year David Fincher is asked about it and every year he's like, maybe eventually. Yeah. yeah. So. Did yep. you guys ever watch the Black Donnellys? No. So it's kind of like a Sopranos mafia thing, but mm -hmm. it's with the Irish family, I think. Okay. And it's based on a real like urban legend. And like the the or the real story, you don't know how much is true or whatever. But the crux of it is, it the the story is legendary because supposedly it ends with the entire family lineage getting gunned down in an alley. Wow! So the Black Don Donnellys. So the end of the first season, I watched this in real time when it was coming out. I was like, oh, this is a really interesting story. And the end of the first season has the whole family that currently in an alley, and they're held at gunpoint, and then it screen goes black, and they're like, come back season two, and they never got. Oh. And I was like, I was like, go back in the studio for one day, show it, just finish the show, finish the show. So it, it involuntarily just ended like The Sopranos. Yeah, I guess I where you're like you left to like maybe they get out of it somehow. Maybe the police show up or they get murdered in that alley. Yeah. We'll never know. Uh, we just need that like next ten minutes. You just, like, you just want to see them get gunned down, yeah, or, or, or the other, or not. Just, yeah. Right. So something. Sean, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. This has been a pleasure to have yeah. you. So Remind fun. people where to find. Oh stuff. yeah, you can check out Oh Mr. Sheffield. A podcast about the nanny it's a fantastic uh, name yeah just look for old that's how we found most of our traffic 
is coming from Google, people searching that phrase. So, but, oh, Mr. Sheffield, you can also just search my name in comics and you'll see a bunch of comics. Galaxies for Hires is the most recent book. Oh, I also did the Trailer Park Boys comic that just recently oh, nice. came out. I did it. It's an anthology. So there's a bunch of people, but I did, I wrote and edited that whole book and then did uh, lettered some stories in there and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I'm around. Sean writes on Twitter if you yep. want to talk to yeah, me. Yeah, we'll throw all the links into sure. our descriptions and all that stuff. And then to you guys, the audience, thank you all for joining us. And if you have thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or the official Instagram post about this episode. And if you like what you heard, we would appreciate a rating on the podcast episode, podcast app of your choosing. Those are words. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Rod's favorite, CastBox. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Cool. Bye, guys. Cool.